Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks, be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. It's been a while since I've been able to do a podcast, and I apologize to everybody, but I had a pretty... I don't want to call it a severe back pain or a back injury, but it was a substantial one. It's one that kept me out from doing pretty much anything. I had a herniated disc in my lower spine. Yeah, no picnic. Um, And I've been recovering. It's still a little tight right now, but uh, the past few days, in fact, almost a full week, I was pretty much out of commission. I didn't even do my radio show. So it's, it's pretty bad. And it's amazing how useless you become when you don't have a lower back like it's one thing if you have a a bad leg or bad knee because you can still at least function or a bad elbow bad shoulder but like lower back that's everything like you can't walk right if your lower back hurts you can't bend like you can't sit you can't stand you can't lay down it's shooting pain throughout your entire body it just sucks and so i am on the road to recovery, I'm doing better now. At least was able to do the radio show and I'm able to do the podcast. So again, I apologize to all of you uh, that missed out on the podcast or wasn't able to listen to it because I was out. Uh, it won't happen again, hopefully. And uh, I know that it's during a time where a lot of people... It's amazing. That's that's what's great about it is I never realized how many people and how many of you listen to this podcast until I start getting hammered on Twitter about, hey, dude, where the crap are you? Rub some dirt on it and get over it. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate all the support that you have given me, of course. And so uh, I'm back, though, and hopefully it won't have uh, any issues here going forward with the back. We'll try to make it work the best we possibly can. But I want to start off by talking about the Razorback basketball team. And just, what the crap? The most inconsistent thing. I thought that the Razorbacks really had something going. They had won four straight SEC games. Four straight. Even though they lost to Texas Tech, during that four-game winning streak, they still played well against Texas Tech. And I thought that this was the big turnaround. And South Carolina and the game in Columbia was going to be a perfect setup for them. A perfect way to be able to announce to everybody that, hey, we're not just beating up on bad teams. Hey, we didn't just get a victory on LSU by a fluke. Hey, we actually got it going. We got it figured out. That's what I thought that the South Carolina game was going to be. And in fact, when Arkansas starts off, with a really good start, something that they really haven't been able to do for a long time, for most of the season. They have not been a team that's had good starts. When they got it going against South Carolina, even especially, especially when Daniel Gafford had to sit out because he got two quick fouls, they had the lead, and they played really well. And so I immediately start to begin to wonder, maybe this is it. Maybe this is finally the game that they figured it out. They, they obviously won some good games, but it's, it's time for them to really step on the throat and finish a team off. And they got the good start. They led by four at halftime. And I was like, okay, when's, let's be honest, this isn't going to happen. South Carolina had like 15 turnovers in the first half. That's not going to stick. They're not going to stay that way. When's the big letdown? When, when's it all going to happen? Well, the first five minutes of the second half, Arkansas is on fire. They're just dominating. They're looking like the team that made their own adjustments and is coming out on all cylinders. Adriel Bailey's posterizing people with dunks. It, it is blowing our minds. And Arkansas is up 13 points 
with 15 minutes left to go in the game. They are up 50 to 37. Just wow. Where is this team coming from? They finally got it. They finally were able to figure it out, and they did it all without Gafford being in the game. But after Adrio Bailey posterized that poor South Carolina defender, South Carolina outscored Arkansas 40 to 15 the rest of the way. It was 50 to 37, and the final score ended up being 77 to 65. That is a very excruciating, frustrating, in a lot of cases, unacceptable loss that Mike Anderson and these Razorbacks had. South Carolina wasn't a great three-point shooting team, and you let them make 10 of 15. South Carolina really wasn't that great of an offensive team, but you let them score 77. You came out with a hot start. You came out with a good game plan. You got really good minutes from guys off the bench when Daniel Gafford had to stick back, and you can't even finish. Can't finish. As a Razorback fan, you got to look back on that and just get just want to pull your hair out. Because for whatever reason, this team will take two steps forward and one step back. And I know it's normally one step forward, two steps back. But no, this team actually does take two steps forward, but then one big step back. And that's what they did with this four-game winning streak in the SEC. They had taken those two steps forward. They had put themselves in a position to look forward to a possible NCAA tournament bid if they just win the games that they're supposed to win. Win all their home games. Get a couple of them on the road, boom, you're in the NCAA tournament. They knew their path. And when you're up on the road against a decent South Carolina team by 13 points with 15 minutes to go, it's one thing to not hold on to that double-digit lead, but it's quite another to end up losing by double digits. It was an epic collapse by the Razorbacks. And I just really don't know what to make of this team. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I've said that a million times. I do not know what to make of them. I do not know what they're about. I do not know what's the point. I, I do not know. I don't know. And if I did know, I would gladly share my opinion with you and say, hey, folks, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, this is what's going on. This is what, this is what they're about. And I can't figure it out. Nobody can. And like right now, it's like it's like the Razorback basketball team. You feel like with them and your fandom, you're living paycheck to paycheck. It's like you want better than this. You don't want to deal with this. You deserve better. You want more. You feel like you should be appreciated more and be given more. But things happen that just keep you from being able to get that nice car or to get that nice house. Or to get that awesome dog. You know, it's just almost like, okay, here's my paycheck. I just got to go out and I got to pay the bills and then I'm done with it and then I have to move on. I mean, that's what you really think about it right now. So now it comes down to this. If you're Arkansas, what do you do? What do you do? If you're Mike Anderson, what do you do? Well, you got a few games left. Eight games, to be exact, in the regular season. You're not going to win on the road against Kentucky probably not going to win on the road against Auburn. I won't say it's unwinnable, but probably not going to win. But you have some winnable games at home that can really boost your RPI. I know they don't look at that. Strength of schedule, net rankings is really what it's about. But they have a few things there that will be able to help out. 
one of them being a game against Mississippi State at home, a game against Ole Miss at home, a game against Alabama at home. Win the rest of your home games, but quit fiddling around. Quit toying with the hearts of Razorback fans. Quit making them live paycheck to paycheck where they're having to deal with this and they're having to just hope for the best and hope that they can just stay afloat. That's no way to live. But that's what you're looking at right now. So hopefully for all of your sake, all of the players' sake, for Coach Anderson's sake, they at least can make something out of this. Because they're not a tournament team right now. They're not an NIT team. I can't guarantee that they won't be an NCAA tournament team or an NIT team either. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's still got my interest. It still piques my curiosity, and I'm still curious to see exactly where this team will go, how good they can be, and especially with the schedule, the setting it up where it's a little nicer. It's actually pretty beneficial to Arkansas in the way the schedule sets up. You got to just go take care of business, folks. It's as simple as that. Can Arkansas do it? Probably not, but they have games left to do it. But th- losing this game against South Carolina, it's a head scratcher. It's a frustrating one. It's one you wish that you'll never have to see or have to deal with or ever want to happen ever again. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know this AAF, the Alliance of American Football. Is that what it stands for? Uh, you know, I probably should have looked this up. I'm going to do this very unprofessionally, but that's okay. That's what we do. The Alliance of American Football. That's what I thought. I don't know why I felt like it was going to be different. But anyways, the Alliance of American Football League debuted over the weekend. It has eight teams. It's supposed to be a spring football League that's able to get a lot of the audience intrigued by football. It's a, I don't want to, call, I guess semi pro is the best way to put it, but they have eight teams. And this has been going on and this has been news and they wanted to see how this goes. But they have eight teams in Arizona, Salt Lake, San Antonio, San Diego, Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, and Orlando. And it had a really good audience and a really strong viewership there in the opening week. And I like. What I saw, I got to watch a little bit of it. I don't know if anybody else got to as well. But I got to watch it, and I'm really hoping it works out. I really do. I think there is room for good, old-fashioned American football year-round. I mean, really. I know that there was other leagues that tried to do it, like the Arena Football League has done it, and they've had some success, but the only thing about Arena Football is it's not even really that close to real football. It's the, the yardage is different. The setup is different. It's, it's all different. So when you watch that, you don't really feel like you're watching football. And you don't really have the same players that maybe you are familiar with like you do with something like this. So I don't know if that – I don't know if you can really compare it to that. And I know the XFL, way back when, when they tried to get that started up, a lot of the reason why it failed – was because it was going on during the same time of the NFL. So you can't do it that way. That's a bad way, and I think that the XFL, which is going to come out in 2020, has probably learned from that lesson. So I believe that there are there are ways that you can make this work. And when I watched it, I was really intrigued by it. I thought it was really great. I thought, personally, 
that it could be something that even a casual football fan like most of you who listen, Razorback fans, I'm not saying you could find a certain team that you could root for, but you could at least have an interest in the playoffs in it and certain players that are in it and whatnot. But I, I just think that the most popular sport in all of the United States, far and away, is football. And there's no reason, there's no reason why football should not be year-round. Because even if you think about it, the NBA, which is the most popular basketball league, I know we mainly talk college basketball in here, and there's some similarities to that. But the NBA goes from, what is it, October to June? I mean, that's not year-round, but it's a pretty long freaking time. And think about baseball. I mean, how long does that go? Talking about, depending on a college baseball or MLB, what, February to October? I mean, that's not a year long, but it's pretty freaking long. But in football, both NFL and college essentially went from late August, early September, to late January. And that was it. And you always felt like you wanted more. You were left wanting more football. So that's why I feel like one of the biggest reasons why this league will work is because I think people want football. Regardless of anything, they want football. And if this league can get some players, which I think that they do, they have some guys, and I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, we know Austin Allen plays in it, former Razorback quarterback. You got guys like Bijan Jackson, he's in it as well. Jermichael Winston is in it. So just to name a few players from Arkansas that are actually in the league, I think that that can draw some attention. But even some guys that you may not know from, from Razorback fans, but just from the SEC, guys like Aaron Murray, Trevor Knight, names that you've heard of. And you got coaches in there like Dennis Erickson and Steve Spurrier that are coaching these teams. So there's just a lot of drive, and I think that there could be some real positive momentum that can be taken from this league. Because for whatever reason, we love football as Americans. It's the most popular sport, and it's not even close. Like, I know that there are – like, and I, I'm, I'm trying to feel the best way to put this because it's almost similar to the way that our Razorbacks athletics are the same. I think there are more diehard fans of baseball. When I mean diehard, I mean diehard. I think there are more diehard fans than in baseball than there are in football, by and large. But I believe that there are more casual fans in general for football than there is baseball. And that's where you get the viewership. Like most people in Arkansas, for instance, you don't you're not die hard about what? You, I mean, what do you die hard about? You're die hard about the Razorbacks. But are you die hard about any particular NFL team, Major League Baseball team? Maybe you are. Maybe you're listening. That, and if you are, that's fine. But I guarantee you that you care more about the Razorbacks than you do about an NFL or MLB team. And again, that's fine. So if you care more about the Razorbacks, you're going to give more attention to them, even though there may be certain sports you like more, like football, like basketball, like baseball. There'll be sports that you like and enjoy more. So trying to put that to the side, you watch the Super Bowl, but the Razorbacks weren't in it. Why? Why? Did you watch some of the playoff games? Was your favorite team in it? Was the Razorbacks in it? No. So why'd you watch it? Did you enjoy football? Because I promise you, folks, I promise you, 
if you're a casual basketball fan, you're not going to watch the NBA playoffs like you watch the NFL playoffs. Same thing with baseball. It's just the way it is, and that's okay. Why do you think this podcast that I'm doing right now mainly talks about Razorback football? We'll get into basketball during the season. We'll even get into baseball once the baseball season really gets revved up. But why, oh why, is it driven by football? Same with my radio show. It's because that's what you want to hear. Story that just make things a little interesting for you guys. Uh, a few years ago, there the show that I'm on now, I wasn't on it then, but uh, the guy that I do it with, Tommy Kraft, he told me the story that when, when Arkansas made it to the College World Series in baseball, I think it was in 2012, they went up to Omaha and they went all in on baseball. Three straight hours of baseball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Talking with all these interviews and former players and da-da-da-da. All this fun stuff. Because that's what everyone thought was the biggest thing and the biggest thing to talk about. Well, after they went through that, when the ratings book came out, it was one of their worst ones. Now, does that mean no one cared about the baseball team and Razorback success? No, of course not. It means more than that. But what it does mean is it means that people in Razorback land love football. Even though baseball is great, they love football more. There's more fans. There's more passion. There's more pageantry. There's just more everything. And you know what, folks? That's okay. That's why this Arena Football League might be able to work. That's why it might be able to pan out. Because people love football, regardless of who it is, regardless of where it is, regardless of how it's given to you, you love football. And if it's done right, this league will be very successful. When the XFL comes next year, which one will win out? I don't know. But I could sense a merger, and that could be totally okay with me. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I like to talk a little entertainment and whatnot, but the Grammys were on. Did anybody actually watch the Grammys? I sure didn't. I did not care. And it's amazing that when I follow things on social media and you see these award shows, which again, I'm not going to sit here and just poo-poo on it because I understand that, hey, it, it's not it's not that way for everybody. Some people enjoy it. And then again, that's fine if you enjoy it. But it's just, have I got, I guess I've gotten old. Like this is when I'm starting to realize that, you know, I'm old. I'm 30 years old. And when I see things and outfits that people are wearing and artists I've never even heard of, and everybody fawning over Cardi B, I am just in shock. Like, I'm sitting back to the time, I was like, maybe maybe it's just different for me, but like, I grew up with the Britney Spears and the Christina Aguilera's, the Justin Timberlake's and NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Like, were those were the ones that really owned the Grammys. And they had other musicians there too, I understand, but it's like, those were the headliners. And I... It just seemed like it was a bigger deal. It seemed like it was a lot cleaner. That's crazy as it is to think. But it seemed like it was more enjoyable, more entertaining, more everything. And now that's not the case. Now you, the headline is Cardi B and her dress and uh, the grossness that comes with it all. So maybe I'm old. Maybe that's what the point of all of this is. Maybe I've just gotten old. Or maybe... 
maybe it's just gotten stupider. Maybe it's gotten worse. I don't know. But if any of you that watched the Grammys enjoyed it, tweet at me and let me know why. I'm honestly, legitimately just curious. Tweet at me. Let me know why. Why you enjoyed this. Because, my goodness, I don't know how anybody can, especially with people who have better things to do with their lives. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. It's great to be back, folks. Have a great one. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 